Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live to Aquatic Wetline Radio Show with your host, the aquatic man himself, Aqua Alex. Aquatic Wetline is a one-stop radio show for everything freshwater, including cichlids, catfish, oddballs, flakos, and much more. Plus, we will be discussing saltwater and reptiles. Aquatic Wetline is your original fish keeper podcast that started it all for the fish keepers. What is on the aquatic discussion tonight? Let's dive down into the Aquatic Wetline headquarters and find out. Here's your host, Aqua Alex. Take it away, Alex. Aquatic Wetline is brought to you by Akari Tales USA. School of Fish, Inc., Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish, and Blue View Aquatic. Don't forget to head to your local fish store or pet shop to pick up some Hikari products, such as our famous Hikari Bio Pure Frozen Foods, which include delicious treats such as bloodworms, mysis shrimp, brine shrimp, and more. If you live in Western Massachusetts, be sure to stop by School of Fish, Inc. and Fish Frenzy Tropical Fish for the finest quality of freshwater and saltwater livestock, fish tanks, and more. Now, let's get on with the podcast. Remember, you can download today's podcast via iTunes or by simply going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash aquahouse. Now, Aqua Alex, take it away. Do you want to ask a question okay. live on the Fish Keeper United question and answer? Do you want to pick Aqua Alex's brain with freshwater or saltwater fish questions? Then call in with your questions. Alex would love to answer your call. So have questions on freshwater and saltwater fish? Want to be a part of today's Q&A? Call 347-989-8142, dial 1. That's 347-989-8142, dial 1. Let your question be answered and let your voice be heard. 347-989-8142, right now. Fish keepers, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Aquatic Wetline. I'm your host, Oscar Alex, and thank you for tuning in to this wonderful episode of the Aquatic Wetline tonight. Welcome to Monday edition of the Aquatic Wetline. Yes, today is Monday, and I've got a fantastic show coming your way. Now, tonight I'm doing my second question and answer of 2015, and I'm doing my Fish Keepers Q&A for the month of March. Can you guys believe spring is here in just 19 days? Yes, that's right. On Saturday, March 21st, 2015, spring is going to be here, and that means some of the wonderful fish species are going to be available. But anyways, tonight I'm going to be doing my second Q&A of 2015 for you, the fish keepers, and you guys are welcome to be a part of this great show. 
a matter of fact, tonight's show is dedicated to you, the fish keeper. So I hope you guys take a part in this and ask a live question. I always love doing the fish keepers Q&A because I like to hear from some of my fish keepers. And boy, oh boy, do I got some wonderful questions that I'm going to answer tonight. Some of the questions that I'm going to answer have been sent to me on a Facebook message or a Twitter message or wrote here on Blog Talk Radio. And some or sent in an email that I got. So I'll be answering those questions, plus I'll be answering some live callers and live tweets as well. So hopefully we'll have some live callers and live tweets. You're all invited to participate live on the show today. I've got an action-packed Q&A coming up here in the month of March tonight. I have a lot of questions to answer, plus I'm going to have a nice discussion on tropical fish with you and more. So we've got an action-packed show today on the Aquatic Wetline. Now, I'm going to answer all of my emailed and uh, social media questions that I've got for you, and then I'm going to take some caller questions and some live tweet questions, and after I answer all my questions, I'm going to have a discussion on fish that should not be in the aquarium hobby, and then I'll talk about why you support your local fish store, and I'll share some news for the aquatic wetline this month of March. So as you can see, I've got a lot of great things going on in tonight's show here on the Aquatic Wetline. I've got so much to discuss, and it's going to be a lot of great information. Now, we're not particularly talking about one topic today because, as you guys know, we're doing our Q&A. So our topics are going to uh, vary from subject to subject. So let's remember, this is a fish-keeping Q&A, so it is normal for our topics to bounce around today. But all the topics share one common denominator. It's about tropical fish and i gotta tell you the q a's are awesome i love doing these q a's because i love helping out the fish keeping community and i love helping out the fish keepers which is wonderful now if you have a live question you have a question you want to ask me live go ahead and call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two if you want to if you want to ask your question live dial three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two and dial one that way i know you want to come on the aquatic wetline and ask your question so you can call in with your questions again that's one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two so grab your cell phones or your house phones and call in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two with any live questions you have. But if you're at work and you can't call in, then you can also tweet me your live questions. Tweet your questions to at Alex Cardinelli one on Twitter. You can tweet your questions to at Alex Cardinelli one on Twitter. Capital A and Alex and capital C and Cardinelli. And Cardinelli is spelled C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-E. So the way you can ask your live questions is by calling in one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two or tweeting to at Alice Cardinelli one on Twitter. 
All right, let's get started. We've got our very first live caller here on the March Q&A, the March, February, uh, excuse me, we got our first caller on the March Fish Keepers United question and answer, so I'm very happy about that. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on our caller for, our first caller for our Q&A this month. You're now live on the Aquatic Club, and thank you so much for calling in. How's it going, Oscar, Alex? It's going great. Thank you so much for calling in tonight, Jeff. No problem. My question for you is, how do you tell the difference between a fake and a real Marimo moss ball, and how does a Marimo moss ball benefit the aquarium? I don't know if I said the name right, but... A great question, and honestly, I've never, ever dealt with any sort of a live plant, so I obviously don't know much about the moss balls, but I do know that the moss balls can be beneficial to aquariums because I do know that they actually fight some of the nutrients and such that are in there and the nitrates and such, but I don't know too much about moss balls. I don't want to give out any information because I don't know if it's going to be accurate or not. Okay, my next question for you is, like my, I had colored gravel in one of my tanks, and it went back to its natural color. Now, what happens to the color that was on the gravel when it disappears? I have no clue about that. My good friend William Tanner uh, Pro Discus had a good theory about that a while ago here on the aquatic wetline. He thinks that uh, natural color releases chemicals into the water, and you get you get stuck with the natural gravel. He actually does not like colored gravel because he feels that they are dyed with chemicals that leach into the aquarium water, and that could be possible. I just don't know the scientific reason behind that, but it could be possible. Yeah, because I had some colored gravel that went back to, like, natural color, and I just always wondered what happened to the color that was on it. It's kind of weird. It probably uh, faded away and got leached into the aquarium water. And I got one more question for you, and then I'll let you, I'll get off here. What's your thought okay, on sir. stores selling betas in little tiny cups? That's actually a very controversial question. I go on the Facebook fish groups a lot and some of the fish forums, and I see a lot of people debating and arguing over that. I think it's kind of funny seeing these people argue and debate over bettas being kept in a bowl. But it's been done for many, many, many years. Before I was a, before I was born, they were keeping bettas in bowls. But I do understand that bettas should be kept in a, a, a tank, at least five gallons. Uh, but on the other hand, um, they have been living in bowls for years, and they can adapt to it. But I personally am on the fence. I would say that a betta should be kept in a 10-gallon aquarium with a filter and a heater, but it's, it's not really necessary in my opinion. But uh, other fish keepers feel that way, and I guess I can side with them because, after all, we care for our fish and we all love our fish. So I would say a five-gallon aquarium with a small filter and a small heater is good for bettas, and that way you can have tank mates with your bettas. The thing with having bettas in a bowl is you can't have any tank mates. But the way I look at it, I like having more than one fish. So if I wanted to get a betta, I'd get a 10-gallon aquarium, I'd get a filter and a heater, I'd get some neon tetras and some African door frogs, and I'd be happy that way. I certainly wouldn't keep a betta in a fishbowl because it's, it looks stupid. I like a tank with some black sand and some f fake plants and a nice filter. Oh, yeah, that was a good answer. Well, I'll get off here and let you back to your awesome show. Awesome. Thank you for calling, calling and I really appreciate your questions. 
All righty. Thank you very much, Jeff, for uh, calling in. I really appreciated that. Anyone else is welcome to call in. As you guys know, at 1347-989-8142, or you can tweet your questions to at AliceCarnelli1 on Twitter. And any calls that I get will be played on my 150th episode as we take a blast from our past. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get started because I've got a lot of questions that were emailed to me, and I'll stop and answer any live questions that we get uh, tonight on our Q&A. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, the first question comes from my episode page today. If you go under the comment section below, you're going to see a question from Elva Hughes. And I want to say thank you, Elva, for commenting on today's episode page and asking these great questions. Now, Elva asks, my questions for your show, what medicine will cure color mist worms, and how can it be administered, and where can we purchase it? Great question, Elva, and I'm going to be honest, I never personally ever dealt with calamaris worms, so I'm going to learn something brand new today, and for that, I want to thank you for answering, or excuse me, I want to thank you for asking that wonderful question. So I had to do some research on this subject, and I found out that the best treatment for calamaris worms would be Finn Bendalsley or Panicure, I'm sorry if I mispronounced the words, which you can get from Doctors Foster and Smith. Lifeguard probably will work too, but I'd say there's a 30% chance your fish will die and your filters bacterial colony too. I'd stick with Finn Benzali. Anything marketed as an all-in-one cure is generally a broad-spectrum poison. The halogenid main ingredient of lifeguard starves cells of protein and isn't particularly about whose cells it kills. If you don't use enough, it won't work. If you use too much, you'll have a tragedy. So this person is saying the best way to cure calamaris worms is Finn Bendazle. All right, so that's my best answer I can give you on that question. So thank you very much for uh, asking that question. I hope you appreciated that answer. All right. The next question this month comes from my good friend on Facebook, Jay Haas. Hey, man, I had a question for you. I make my own fish food, and I am looking at ways to add variety to it. I keep a large tank with two Oscars, a Jack Dempsey, three Viajas, three Salvinis, a Black Ghost Knife, a Eclipse Catfish, a.k.a. Sun Catfish, and a large Pleco. Thank you in advance. I greatly appreciate the input. Thank you, Jay, for a- for asking such a wonderful question. Now, almost all your fish are meat and protein eaters, except for the pleco. So I like to say that making your own fish food is great. I certainly haven't had the opportunity to make my own homemade fish food, but you gave me uh, – a new thought about doing it that I never had before. So now I'm thinking about making some homemade fish food. And uh, I'm going to suggest some good foods you can use to feed your fish. I would add some good meats to your homemade fish food. You can add shrimp, tilapia, and some good old beef heart and some chicken livers to your, your, uh, for your uh, fish food for your meat. Then you can add in some vegetables such as broccoli, spinach, lettuce, and all the other leafy greens, and crush and mix together. 
Your fish will love it. Trust me, they're going to love it. And I can guarantee you your sun cat and your pleco is going to love it. So great question, Jay, and hopefully I answer that question to um, the best of my ability, and hopefully you uh, liked my answer to your great question. All right. Now, the next question is not really a question. It's more of a compliment, but I wanted to share with you guys tonight here on the Aquatic Wetline. So it's a compliment from Donnie Barger. And for some reason, it reminds me of that movie, That's My Boy, Donnie Burger. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all kidding aside, this is a compliment from Donnie Barger. So, Alex, you have turned me to South American cichlids, sir. I always thought, man, they are super ugly, not interesting, and so on. But since listening to your show and how wonderful they are, but I also got a I uh, I also got an Oscar and a green severum and a hybrid foghorn as well. But you said you weren't found of him, but he seems interesting. So therefore, I'm going to tell you my list and give you a huge thank you for turning me on to these guys. And he got these following fish because of the aquatic wetline. Tiger Oscar, Green Severum, Jewel Spot Cichlid, Cory Cats, Flowerhorn, and Blue Acara Cichlids. Well, I'd like to say, Donnie, thank you so much for the compliments, and I am very, very thankful that I got you into South American Cichlids. I think South American Cichlids are very awesome, and I'm very happy to see another Oscar fan in this aquarium hobby. Another person that loves Oscars. Oscar cichlids are very awesome. And I'm glad to see I got one of my listeners into Oscars. And we all know that I got one of my good friends, uh, Slash Master 1989 Jeff, into Oscars. So I'm very happy I got another listener of mine into Oscars. And I know you're, you're going to raise your Tiger Oscar very well. And if you ever need any help raising your Tiger Oscar, I'd be more than willing to help you uh, raise your Tiger Oscar. And it's going to be something that's going to be fantastic. And your Oscar looks awesome, so it's going to be great. Now, I would like to say that I I would recommend not mixing your flower horn in with your Oscar and your green center and your jewel spot and your blue cara because the flower horn could potentially uh, become too aggressive and beat up your other cichlids that you've got, and I personally would not want to see that. I think your Oscar and Green Severum and your Jewel Cichlid are a lot more colorful than your Flower Horn, but that's just my personal opinion. So I figured that would be great to mention on tonight's episode of uh, Question and Answer for March. Well, we've got another caller here on the Marsh Fish Keepers Q&A. Sorry about that. I was having technical issues. Okay, I was having technical issues there. But we've got another caller here on our March Fish Keeper United question and answer. You're now live on the March Fish Keeper United Q&A. Thank you so much for calling in.
Hello? 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 Hey, Alex? Yep, this is Alex. Hey, this is Donnie. Uh, you were actually just mentioning my post on your uh, show here. Oh, hi, Donnie. How you doing tonight, sir? Oh, pretty good. Uh, I'm at work right now. I just figured I'd make a quick call and uh, talk to you for a second. I was going to tell you that uh, my flower horn that I had actually beaten up by the two jewel cichlids because they had made it and laid eggs. And so I have no flower horn anymore. So, And those cichlids that I actually have right now, they're going to be moved to my 125 that I have in my living room. I'm moving all the Africans out of there into the 150 that I have in my living room. But anyway, I'm just kind of getting with you, and uh, I'm actually going to ask you a few questions about the uh, Oscars and how I need to uh, pretty much acclimate them, and um, I guess you could say, you know, what I, what I can and cannot put in with them if you've got time for that. Okay, that sounds great, sir. All righty. Um, the question is, what can I put in with my Oscar, and what shouldn't I put in with my Oscar? A great question, and actually, I just did a, a entire show on that last night on tank mates for Oscars. But I'll I'll go ahead and answer with some of my favorite tank mates, and then I'll answer with some uh, tank mates I think you should not keep with uh, Oscars. So, some of my favorite tank mates for an Oscar would be uh, a nice Jack Dempsey cichlid. I know you could probably find a Jack Dempsey in your area. They do wonderful with Oscars. You could also do um, a Severum. I know you got a Severum as well. Um, your blue car is going to do fine with your Oscar cichlid, and you could also um, toss in some silver dollars. Uh, if you're looking for some nice catfish, you can have a nice sun catfish or a Pictus catfish and a striped Raphael catfish. There's a wide variety of Central American and South American cichlids that you can keep with your Oscars. Now, as far as Tank mates that you cannot keep with Oscars. I'd personally stay away from African cichlids because they require different water conditions. I'd stay away from the uh, aggressive Central American cichlids like the Red Devils, the Midases, and the Pericromus dovis and things of that nature. And definitely stay away from piranhas and anything with teeth because they can damage your Oscars. But there's a lot of things you can keep with your Oscars. Um, just make sure they're, they get big enough to not get eaten and they're not overly aggressive. All right. Okay. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because, you know, I'm setting up my 125 for the Oscar, and I was kind of curious, how many Oscars could I put in that 125? Great question. I'm actually thinking about that, too. But I'd say personally you can have two to three Oscars in a 125-gallon aquarium. You can uh, comfortably fit two to three Oscars in a 125-gallon aquarium. Awesome, awesome. I think that's, uh, thanks, that's the next plan. I'm going to try to get uh, at least two more. I'm going to try to get a, I'm not sure what the correct name is, but the White Tiger Oscar. And I'm going to try to get, I don't know if a, like a long fin Oscar would work or if that's even and if I can even do that. That sounds good. Sorry, I, I, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? Oh, I said I'm going to try to get a, a I'm guessing they're a white Oscar and a long fin Oscar is what my next venture is going to be. Oh, nice. So you're going to get in a nice albino Oscar and a nice long fin Oscar, two of my favorites. 
Yeah, they have they have several here at the local Petco. And also, I want to give, a, you know, kind of a huge shout-out. I'm in down here in Texas, and uh, there's a place called Texas Aquatics here in Texas, and they are amazing. And I went down there, and they I'm telling you, they had anything you could ever want when you went down there. So, but it's a couple-hour drive, so it's like a once-every-three-month drive to go down there. But that's why I, I found an Oscar there, but they also had the long pin Oscar that I was just blown away by when I saw it. Oh, that's nice. I love the long fins Oscars. Those guys, those guys are awesome. Are, are they? Are, I mean, do the other Oscars bother their tail fins, or do you think they'll be just fine with the other Oscars? I think they're going to be just fine with the other Oscars because uh, long-finned Oscars and regular Oscars can uh, coexist in aquariums. My my good friend, the Oscar expert, Antonio Martinez, is actually keeping long-finned Oscars and uh, regular Oscars together, so I think it could work. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That sounds pretty good. So, Well, I appreciate you having me on your show, Alex. I really do. Um, I will hopefully be back in the future on your show, and thank you for all of your expert advice and keeping me very interested in your show every time. So, appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate your call. I really did enjoy it. You have a good one. Thank you. You too. Awesome. So, thank you, Donnie, for calling in. Anyone else is welcome to call in at 1347-989-8142 or tweet me your uh, your questions live using the hashtag at AlexCardinelli1. And I'll play Donnie's uh, call on our 150th episode in a couple of weeks here on the Aquatic Wetline. Hopefully my technical issues are, are past me now. All right. Now we're going to go down to our next question that was emailed to me. Well, actually, the third question I found on YouTube a while back, this is a question that I I never saw until now. This is back in December, I think, or November, when I first met my good friend, uh, Slash Master 1989 Jeff. So this is back when I first met him. And this question is from Slash Master 1989 Jeff, and he asked me, what are your thoughts on Tiger Barbs? And I wish I had seen this question earlier. But my thoughts on tiger barbs is they are a nice fish, but they are just too fin-nippy, in my opinion. I'm not a big fan of uh, fish that nip a lot of fins. I think tiger barbs are a nice fish, and a lot of beginners instantly fall in love with them. But they're just too darn fin-nippy to keep in an aquarium. They're like a piranha without teeth because they nip fish constantly like a piranha and, and if you have a nice angel fish for example then those nice angel fish are going to have nice fins shredded to, to pieces by tiger barbs so I honestly don't like tiger barbs and I feel they don't belong in the aquarium hobby but if I ever have the money if I have a big enough Oscar I'll buy tiger barbs to feed to my Oscar just kidding <laughs> just kidding but I don't like uh, tiger barbs so that's my answer to that wonderful question. All right. Well, the next question comes from Josh Warren, and Josh is asking me, does anyone ever turn off their air filters for a short while, then turn them back on, or do you keep them running all the time? Well, that's a great question, and no, I never turn off my uh, filters for any 
means of the imagination if I'm not doing a water change. However, if I am doing a water change, I will unplug my filter so they don't burn out. And I certainly recommend you guys do the same thing. If you guys are doing a water change, I certainly recommend you unplug your filters and uh, do that so that they don't burn out when you do a water change. Because if you do a water change and leave your filters plugged in and on, they're going to burn out. But if you're not doing a water change and um, you have no need to unplug them, then don't unplug them. That's my philosophy and my answer to that question. But it was a great question, and I thought it would be a good question to ask here on the Aquatic Wetlines Q&A. All right. This question comes from Ronald Buck on my uh, Western Mass Fish Keepers group called Western Mass Fish Heads Group. And Ronald asked me, what is the best treatment for ick? Well, I have one answer to that. And the best treatment for ick, in my opinion, is aquarium salt and raising the temperature to 78 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to do that your first week of having ick. And then in the second week of having ick, you're going to want to go and buy Cordon Rid Ick Plus. I find that Cordon Rid Ick Plus works great for getting rid of ick, and it's a great technique to heal ick. It's one of the best medicines on the market that is best for treating ick, and I really do uh, recommend you guys using Cordon Riddick Plus for getting rid of ick because it's one of the best medicines out there in the market for ick, and I certainly do recommend Cordon Riddick Plus. So that is my answer and how it's the best treatment to remove ick. All right, moving on down. Next question comes from Trisha. How can I reseal an aquarium, and is it worthy of resealing an aquarium? Well, I personally have resealed an aquarium once. I resealed a very old 125-gallon aquarium, and it was a total failure. Even after resealing the tank, it still leaked. So I will never again reseal a leaky aquarium. If I have a leaky aquarium, I'll just go to the store and buy a brand new aquarium. And I think it's 50-50 if you reseal an aquarium because if you reseal an aquarium, it still may leak. So I think it's just uh, I think you're just better off and you're more safe and you're 100% guaranteed your tank will not leak if you buy a brand new aquarium. However, you can reseal an aquarium and have success with it. I've had friends have success in resealing aquariums and have the aquarium hold water. But you would need to buy aquarium-approved silicone, which is usually hard to find unless you buy it at your fish store. And the marine land silicone is very expensive, but you can go out and buy GE Silicone 1 for your aquarium. You need to buy a lot of a lot of equipment for resealing an aquarium. You're looking at spending anywhere from $25 to $35 in, in stuff you're going to need to use for resealing an aquarium. But I personally would recommend just getting a brand new aquarium to save yourself the headache because what if you're like me and you just resealed your aquarium, you had high hopes, and you saw it was going to hold water, you let it sit for two to three days, and you fill it up, and bang, it doesn't hold water again. So you are really upset. You waste your time and your money resealing in an aquarium, and it does not hold water. So 
I would say just get a brand new aquarium. And I'm going to do a show on that sometime in the future here on the Aquatic Wetline on when to refuel an aquarium and how to refuel an aquarium or just buy a brand new aquarium. But thank you for that great question, um, Trisha. All right, moving on down to our sixth question that was emailed to me. I've got a total of 12. This question comes from Bob. What is the best fish to keep in a 15-gallon nano aquarium? Well, in my opinion, one of the best fish to keep in a 15-gallon nano would be a betta. Bettas are beautiful fish. They do well in 15-gallon nano. You can throw in some neon tetras with them or some guppies and some African dwarf frogs. Or you can do uh, crayfish and some guppies in your 15-gallon nano. Um, crayfish are amazing creatures. I personally love crayfish. You do want to stick with the dwarf growing crayfish like the CPOs, or you can do some of the designer shrimp out there. Shrimp are very beautiful animals as well. You've got a wide variety of options for a 15-gallon nano aquarium. I personally have never kept a 15-gallon nano aquarium, but if I am thinking about getting into smaller species of fish and invertebrates, i definitely consider getting a 15-gallon nano. And hopefully my answer to your question was good for you, even though I am a monster fish guy. Well, those were our first six questions. And, again, you can call in live at 1-347-989-8142 with your own questions or tweet me your questions at AliceCarnelli1 on Twitter. Now we're going to move on down to our next six questions that were emailed to me. All right. This question comes from George. And George asked me, a great question, by the way, George, because spring is almost here, and this is the time of year for this particular fish. But, George, I want to thank you for asking this question. But, anyways, here is George's question. How big of an aquarium would I need for koi? I live in an apartment, and I can't have a pond, but I really do like koi. Or are there some goldfish I can keep that resemble koi? And, yes, springtime is koi koi time, so I can see your interest in koi right at this time of year, George. But, George, I'm sure you know that koi get really huge, and some koi enthusiasts feel that koi don't belong in an aquarium. They belong specifically in ponds because they get really huge. However, um, I feel you can have three or four or five or six koi in a big aquarium. I'd say I'd go at least with a six or seven foot aquarium at the least. I'd go anywhere from a 125-gallon aquarium to a 180-gallon aquarium to up to a 220-gallon aquarium and up to a 300-gallon aquarium. So your criteria for a tank for koi, in my opinion, is anywhere from a 125 to a 300-gallon aquarium. However, if your landlord will not allow you to have an aquarium that big, you can get a 75-gallon aquarium and get some shabunkin goldfish, which are basically a comic goldfish that is colored nicely, and it resembles a koi almost. It looks very nice. It looks similar to a um, 
koi, and the shabumpkin is a very nice goldfish. You can also get some of the fancier domesticated goldfish out there that are very nice as well. They have some very, very cool-looking goldfish out there. So thank you for that wonderful question, uh, George. All right. The next question is from uh, from Carlos Espinosa. Thank you, Carlos, for this question. I just bought my daughter a 30-gallon aquarium. Could you help my daughter and I stock it and teach her how to take care of it, please? Awesome. A 30-gallon aquarium is a size aquarium that most beginners start off with, and it's a size that I personally would recommend for a beginner. My second size I'd recommend as a beginner would be a 55-gallon aquarium, but a 30-gallon aquarium could work well. Now, in a 30-gallon aquarium, I'd go with a community tank. I'd have your daughter research some species of tetras and species of barbs and garamis and maybe angelfish. Research all those fish, start to learn the species of each individual genre of fish and learn how to care for them. Now, I'm going to give you some species of fish I think that you should keep in there. I'd go with some black dirt tetras because they're a very hardy tetra that I think will do well with your daughter. I'd go with some um, dwarf garamis. They'll do great in a 30-gallon aquarium. I'd go for some Corridorus catfish. I'd go for some serpe tetras. And I'd go for a uh, Bolivian ram. They do nice in a 30-gallon aquarium. Once she has her tank stocked, she can add the fish. But I jumped the gun. I told you guys about the stocking already, but I want to tell you about the cycling. You do not want to add your fish until your tank is cycled. So get a filter, and you should use a big filter. So you want to over-filter your aquarium. So I'd say go for about 60 gallons of filtration. Fill your tank up and start cycling it instantly. You should not buy fish until your ammonia reads zero. You want to go out and buy API test kits. You want to use um, the uh, laboratory tubes. You don't want to use the paper strips. You want to use the API kits. Those are the best results. Uh, when it comes to testing your water parameters. You want your ammonia to be zero before you add any fish. So you want to cycle your aquarium, use Prime. Prime is a very good uh, very good thing to speed up your cycle. And basically you're going to need to do water changes uh, every now and then, and I'll take care of that in my own shows I'm doing for beginners. So hopefully that's a great answer to your question. And I'm going to... Save your question for that series for beginners that I'm going to start pretty soon here on the aquatic wetline. So thank you for your awesome question. All right. The next question comes from a listener of the aquatic wetline who did not want to know or he did not want me to know his identity. Now, he asked me, what is your favorite fish form and your favorite Facebook fish group? I've noticed you've been promoting several forms and groups here on the Aquatic Wetline, but what are some of your favorites? Well, I've got one favorite fish form, and that would be MonsterFishKeepers.com. You guys know I'm a big Monster Fish fan, so I love going on MonsterFishKeepers.com. As far as favorite Facebook fish groups, I've got a couple of them. The first one would be Fish Geeks on Facebook. I really do love that group. 
The second one would be Fisherholics, the Aquatic Addiction, that is uh, that is run by a man named Jeff, and he's a great, great group. Really do love that group. The third would be Friendly Fish Fanatics, a great group. The fourth would be my personal group, Oscar Cichlid Keepers, and the last favorite fish uh, fish group on Facebook would be uh, Crayfish Keepers of North America, run by, run by my good friend James Jones. He does a great job. He does a great job with that wonderful uh, group. I really do like it. All right. Now, the next question comes from Jerry, a non-fish keeper. And Jerry wants to know, what do I, Aqua Alex, like so much about the fish keeping hobby? And why would I, Aqua Alex, recommend people to join the fish keeping hobby? Well, what I like about the fish keeping hobby is it gives people something to do that is A, not bad, and B, fun and educational. And by, when I say not bad, I mean they're not doing anything illegal and not smoking drugs or going out and having sex or doing gang stuff or illegal stuff. They're doing something that is good. And the fish keeping hobby teaches us how to care for animals and teaches us how to be responsible pet owners. That is what I like about the fish keeping hobby. I like going out to buy fish. I like going to the pet stores and seeing all the fish they have available. And I like meeting some of these wonderful people in the fish keeping hobby. And I love the opportunity to have this wonderful show right here on Aquatic Wetline and Blog Talk Radio. Now, why would I personally recommend people to join the aquarium hobby? Well, I would recommend people to join the aquarium hobby so they can have fun and learn how to care for fish and enjoy the hobby. This hobby can be really joyful, and it can relieve some stress, and it's really fun. You meet some great people, the great place to have fun and uh, enjoy yourselves. You're going to enjoy your aquariums. That is why I recommend joining the aquarium hobby. And my last question that was emailed to me in advance of today's show is from Nicholas. What is the best predatory fish for a 125-gallon aquarium? I want one fish to keep and raise and make it a single specimen tank. Well, since you've got one fish you want, I've got one answer for you. And it's a good answer, and it's a fish that I really enjoy. And if I could get myself to have one species in one aquarium, I'd personally keep this fish in an aquarium myself by itself. And this would be a Paracromus dovi. I like the Paracromus dovi. The wolf cichlid is a very nice fish. I definitely enjoy the... Paracromus dovi, a very nice fish. That is my answer to that question. All right, those are all 12 of my wonderful questions that were emailed to me in February, and I've had the honor of answering them on tonight's episode. And hopefully my answers were, were good tonight. I apologize if some of my answers were bad or if, you, if, or, or if uh, the show is not as good as you, as you like. I um, am in pain because I broke my foot last Wednesday, but I'm trying my best to do an awesome podcast tonight, but I'm having fun, so hopefully you guys are enjoying tonight's episode, and we had two wonderful callers to start this uh, 
great show. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break of the night. Coming up next here on the Aquatic Wetline, I'm going to answer some questions from social media. I'm going to have a discussion on fish I feel don't belong in the aquarium hobby, and then I'm going to share news for the Aquatic Wetline. So up next, questions from social media and a discussion on fish, plus some more live callers and maybe some live questions from Twitter. Don't forget you can call in live at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two with your own questions or tweet your questions to at Alice Carnelli One on Twitter. This commercial break is being sponsored by Hikari Sales USA, School of Fish Inc. Fish Geeks, the International Aquatic Association, Jambox, and the radio show friends from Aquatics Euphoria, Dakota Aquatics Plus, Epiphany USA, and the Alice Carnelli Talk Show. Plus, we're going to hear some music during this commercial break. We're going to hear one of my favorite songs again. I love Ludacris, so we're going to hear the song Fantasy by Ludacris, and we're going to hear Radioactive one more time on the Aquatic Wetline today. So let's hear one from our sponsors, and we'll be right back here on the Aquatic Wetline next. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy, and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Hikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. Fish Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in Western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. School of Fish Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today. School of Fish Inc. located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. And we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish Inc. That's School of Fish I-N-C on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Fish Geeks is an online Facebook fish group that is dedicated to the aquarium hobby. We have thousands of members who all love this aquarium hobby. All of our members are a fish geek one way or another. If you are serious about this hobby and love fish, then come join our group on Facebook You Fish Geek. Type in the search bar on Facebook Fish Geeks and click join. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Do you need advice? 
on planter tanks. Do you need advice on community tanks? Do you need advice on cichlids? Do you need advice on discuss? Do you need advice on salt water tanks? We'll get over to the IAA channel now! We can help you with planted tanks, salt water tanks, community tanks, filtration, DIY, lighting, dosing, CO2, discus, angelfish, German blue rams, African cichlids and any other community fish. Subscribe to the IAA channel today. Thank you, IAA. Choosing guitar accessories can be expensive and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be. Jambox will deliver the necessities right to your front door. Jambox is great for players of any age and all experience levels. Try new brands, new products, and get your jam on. Order a Jambox today at www.jamboxcanada.ca. Aquatic Euphoria, a podcast about fish, all things fish and everything fish. Let William T. and his co-hosts dive deep into your tank and come up with a great fish species topic for a great show. Check out Aquatic Euphoria today for an enjoyable fish show. William T. and his co-hosts do it all. Salt water, fresh water, and yes, plants and even specials on other interesting topics. Surf over there, right after this wonderful show here on Blog Talk Radio. Dakota Aquatics Plus is the next best aquarium keeping show here on Blog Talk Radio. Your host of this show, Andrew will dive deep into the topics of freshwater and saltwater fish, reptiles, and other pets. Dakota Aquatics Plus is live every Saturday and is a show that you will enjoy. So check Andrew out. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Dakota Aquatics Plus. Did you know that William T. has a new podcast on Blog Talk Radio? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Tunes and in-betweens. Epiphany is a podcast about revelations, sudden awarenesses and innuendos. William T. will discuss topic by topic, week by week or maybe day by day. You never know with William T. This podcast is controversial at best, interesting at least. Come join William T. at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash epiphany USA. Come hear what all the hype is about. William T. slam dunks his attitude with rants, political slurs about governmental blunders, world events and where this world is headed from a revelational point of view. See if this podcast don't grab your fancy. Come on. What are you waiting for? Come sit beside William T. and take part in a podcast that promises to be inviting, action-packed and just plain crazy at times. Come hear some senseless jargon and an attitude from the shrewd dude from South Carolina. The old man of mayhem, William T. Come on be brave and go there right now. Well, wait until this show is over first though. Hey, listeners of the Aquatic Wetline, this here is Alex Cardinelli, and I'm inviting you to be a part 
of my talk show, The Alice Cardinelli Show. On The Alice Cardinelli Show, we talked about everything from current news, to sports, to current events, to dogs, to politics, to everything you can imagine. So come join us at The Alice Cardinelli Show. We are live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We are live Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we are live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern. The Oscar Nelly Show airs three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, with Friday being our current news episode. And Tuesday and Sunday will be our fun shows, where we'll discuss anything and everything and have a fun guest on the show. So come check out the Alice Cardinelli Show on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Come on, come on, you know you want to be a part of this great talk show, so I'll see you at the Alice Cardinelli Show, blogtalkradio.com forward slash crazy Alex Talks. Okay, so we're going to hear some wonderful music right now. We're going to hear two songs. And then when these songs are over, we're going to be right back here on the Aquatic Wetline March Q&A. So the first song we're going to hear is one of my favorite songs for one of my favorite rappers, Ludacris. And the name of this song is Fantasy. So let's hear it, folks. Dirty birds kick for tree. And if you like it in the club, we can do it in the DJ booth or in the back of the VIP. Whipped cream with cherries and strawberries on top. Lick it, don't stop. Keep the door locked, don't knock. While the boat rocks, we go by the robots, so they gotta wait till the show stops. But how about on the beach with black sand? Lick up your side and call me the Pac Man. Table topper, just give me the lap dance. The rock to the park, to the point, to the flat land. That man ain't ludicrous. Woo! In the public bathroom or in the back of the classroom. However you want it, lover lover gon' tap that ass on. See, I cast them and I pass them. Get a tight grip and I grasp them. I flash them and I I'll last them, and if it ain't good, then I trash them. Why you fast them? I let them free, and they tell me what's they fantasy. Like up on the roof, roof. Tell your boyfriend not to be mad at I me. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. And I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the city floor. And I wanna, I, I, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave. But I gotta lick, 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 know what's your fantasy. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. And I wanna move. Down to the down to the to the flow. When I wanna, ah, ah, you make it so good. I don't wanna leave, but I gotta. Let's 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 know what's your back. 
up. I wanna get you in the bathtub with the candles lit. You give it up till they go out. Or we can do it on stage at the ludicrous concert. Cause you know it got sold out. The red carpet ticket just roll out. Go ahead and scream, you can't hold out. We can do it in the pouring rain. Running the train when it's hot or when it's cold out. How about up in the library on top of books, but you can't be too loud. You wanna make a brother beg for it? Give me DLC, cause you know I be too proud. We can do it in the White House. Try to make him turn the lights out. Champagne with my campaign. Let me do the damn thing. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? The sign of jacuzzi in the back row at the movie. You can scratch my back and rule me. You can push me and just pull me. I'm hanging in the middle of the bomb. The rose petals on the still seat. Uh, eating fresh fruit. Sweep your woman right off of a feet. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes. And I wanna move from the bed down to the, down to the, to the floor. And I wanna, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave. But I gotta lick, 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 know what, what's your fantasy. I wanna lick, lick, lick. From your head to your toes, then I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor. When I wanna, ah, ah, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta, no, 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 what's your back? I wanna get you in the back seat, windows up, that's the way you like the fuck. Clogged up, fog alert, rip the pants and rip the shirt. Rough sex, make it hurt. In the garden, all in the dirt. Roll them brown, join the brown. That's the way that I like it. Twerk, sex, jerk, overwork, underpaid, but don't be afraid. Sun are up in the shade On the top of my escalade Maybe your girl and my friend can trade Tag team off the road On the ocean or in the boat Factories are on hundred boats What about up in the candy store? That chocolate, chocolate, make it melt Whipped in chains, handcuffs Smack a little booty up with my belt Scream help, play my game Dracula, man, I'll get my fame Horseback and I'll get my reins School teacher, let me get my reins lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes And I wanna move from the bed Down to the, down to the, to the floor And I wanna, ah, ah, you make it so good I don't wanna leave, but I gotta Lick, 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 know what, what's your fantasy I wanna lick, lick, lick from your head to your toes, then I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor. When I wanna, ah, ah, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta, no, 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 what's your back? It's the same. I wanna lick, 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 lick you from your head to your toes, and I wanna move from the bed down to the down to the to the floor. And I wanna, ah, ah, you make it so good, I don't wanna leave, but I gotta, no, 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 what's your back? It's the same. I wanna lick, lick, lick you from your head to your toes, then I wanna.
You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. With over 100 episodes, the Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Remember... You can call in anytime at 1347-989-8142. Now, back to Aqua Alex. And welcome back to the Aquatic Wetline. And tonight we're doing our March edition of Q&A. And believe it or not, this is going to be our final Q&A before our 150th episode, so this is going to be a fantastic one. It's already turning into a fantastic uh, Q&A. Now, before commercial break, I went ahead and answered all 12 of my questions that I had emailed to me back in February, and I had two wonderful callers already here on our March Q&A. Now, you guys can go ahead and call in if you guys wish at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. I want you to ask me a live tropical fish question right now. One three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. I also have my Twitter account logged in right now. You can tweet your questions to my Twitter account if you can't call in. Just tweet your questions to at Alex Cardinelli one on Twitter. So one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two or at Alex Cardinelli one on Twitter. Now, if you're listening to the archive version of today's episode, just tweet me a question anytime, and I'll answer it. 
Right now, here on our March Q&A, I'm going to answer some questions from social media, and then I'll have a discussion, and we'll have some news for the aquatic wetline. So let's get to the questions from social media right now. It's time to get social here on the Aquatic Wetline's Fish Keepers United. These following questions were taken from social media. They were taken from various Facebook fish groups. If they are here, then Aqua Alex is eager to share his thoughts and answers on the question. Alex will announce the name of the group so you can answer the question yourself. Let's get social now. comes from the Facebook group, which is one of our sponsors, Fish Geeks, and it comes from Brian and Melissa Morris. Does anyone know how many Oscars you can put in a 55-gallon fish tank, and what are some good fish to mix with them besides allergy eaters and catfish? Well, Brian and Melissa, I'm afraid to tell you, you cannot have anything with an Oscar in a 55-gallon aquarium. Matter of fact, you cannot even house one Oscar in a 55-gallon aquarium. I personally think Oscars need to be kept in a 75-gallon aquarium because Oscars get to be about 12 inches to a good 18 inches long, generally about a foot or so. But... um I personally feel that a 55-gallon aquarium is too small for them, but you could grow grow out an Oscar and their tank mates in a 55-gallon aquarium because that's what I'm doing right now. I'm growing out my Oscar, my Oscars and their tank mates in a 55-gallon aquarium, but they're going to be going in a 125-gallon aquarium to a 220-gallon aquarium within the next five months or so. So, no, I would not recommend getting an Oscar or any tank mate in a 55-gallon aquarium permanently, but if it's in my situation where it's going to be a five-month thing, then you could do it, but I definitely would not recommend doing it permanently. So if I were you, uh, Brian and Melissa, I would consider getting a 75-gallon aquarium or even better, a 125-gallon aquarium. That way you can have Oscars and tank mates. Now, if you were to go with a 75-gallon aquarium, you can get an Oscar, a Firemouth, a Sun Catfish, and a nice Raphael Catfish in your aquarium. But I aim for a 75-gallon aquarium or bigger so that your Oscar has a nice life and has a nice big tank to roam and enjoys itself because it'll be crammed in a very small space. It'll be like you being crammed in a bathroom or a closet. So I definitely am against keeping Oscars in a 55-gallon aquarium. But you should get up a 75 or a 90-gallon at the least for your Oscars. That way they'll be very, very relaxed and have a nice uh, sized aquarium for them to live in, and they're going to enjoy living in that big of a tank. It's going to be very awesome for them. All right, so hopefully that answered your question. All right, the next question comes from Friendly Fish Fanatics, and it comes from Cassandra Kendall. Are there any true albino tiger Oscars? My supposed albino has developed a lot of black on him. So obviously, by definition, he's not albino. I'm guessing what's sold as albinos are actually leucistic, like my guy. Thanks very much for your answer. Well, 
There are true albino Oscars out there. There are true albino tiger Oscars, but generally they are hard to come by. The true albino tiger Oscars will have red eyes. And 95% of the albino red tiger Oscars that are sold in the aquarium hobby today are listestic Oscars. Or uh, Oscars that aren't true albinos. Now, I just found out today that my albino Oscar is not a true albino. My albino Oscar right now is starting to get some black coloration. Petey is starting to get some uh, black coloration. I'll take a picture and post it on my Facebook and my Twitter account for you today. He's a, he is a leucistic tiger Oscar, but he's still a very beautiful Oscar. I actually like the looks of some of these leucistic uh, tiger Oscars. I think they're uh, very nice looking. So, yes, there are true albino Oscars out there, but they're hard to find. Um, the other ones are just leucistic tiger Oscars, if I pronounce it right, but they are very nice looking. So, a great question. All right, the next question comes from Freshwater Aquarium. It's from Jordan Maynard, and he asks, Can you feed frozen tilapia and frozen shrimp from the grocery section to your fish? Yes, you can feed tilapia and shrimp to your fish. It has a lot of good protein. It's good meat because in the wild, fish will eat other fish and they'll eat invertebrates. So, yes, you can feed shrimp and tilapia to your fish. However, I would not make it their mainstay. I would not feed that as their only part of their diet. I would still feed pellets and some good quality fish food because they need a good diet. But I'd give tilapia and shrimp as like a treat as opposed to feeding feeders or anything of that nature. Now, I would only feed um, market shrimp and market tilapia to uh, monster fish like Oscars and uh, some of the meat-eating fish like cichlids because your smaller fish like tetras and things like that aren't really going to care for it because they're not going to be able to digest it. So tilapia and shrimp are best served for monster fish, and you can actually buy fresh too if you want to, but I know the fresh version costs a lot more. But you can make a frozen bag of shrimp or a frozen bag of tilapia fresh by putting it into the fridge to let it thaw out. All right, so that is uh, your answer to that question. All right, our next question comes from Jeff's Fish and Aquarium Discussion Group from Tammy Wayman, and she wants to know, if you're at the local fish store buying a fish and the guy drops your fish on the floor, do you want that fish? I don't laugh out loud. This happens. The fish fell on the floor twice, was swimming like he was about to die when placed back in the aquarium, and the guy couldn't figure out why we didn't want him. And I certainly do not want a fish that falls on the floor. If the employee drops the fish on the floor, I have him or her put the fish back in the aquarium and I buy another fish. I personally do not buy a fish that falls on the floor unless it was the only fish there. Even then, I would certainly not buy a fish that falls on the floor. And my final question this month that comes from social media is from my personal group, Oscar Cigar Keepers, Matthew Ranson. Do any of you guys have an all-black tank, black sand, and black background? I personally love a black tank with a black sand and black background. I'm going to be doing that with my brand-new big tank. My 125 to 220-gallon aquarium is going to have a black tank, a black sand, and black background. I love it. So 
So the answer to your question is I'm going to have it when I get my brand new tank. All right, those are all of the questions for this month's uh, uh, question and answer here on the Aquatic Wetline. But, of course, you guys can call in, and I'll give one more caller plug-in. Do you want to ask a question live on the Fishkeeper United Question and Answer? Do you want to pick Aqua Alex's brain with freshwater or saltwater fish questions? Then call in with your question. Alex would love to answer your call. So have questions on freshwater and saltwater fish? Want to be a part of today's Q&A? Call 347-989-8142, dial 1. That's 347-989-8142, dial 1. Let your question be answered and let your voice be heard. 347-989-8142 right now. guys can call in now at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two with any questions you have. Now if you don't have any questions and you're listening to the archive version of today's episode, you can uh, go ahead and tweet me your questions at Alice Cardinelli one. So again if you're listening to this episode by archive and you don't have the luxury of being able to call in, tweet your questions to at Alice Cardinelli one right now. All right, so in the meantime, until we get another caller or two, I'm going to go ahead and have a general fish discussion right here, right now on the Marsh Q&A here on the Aquatic Wetline. All right, I want to talk about the fish I feel don't belong in the aquarium hobby. And I feel these fish don't belong in the aquarium hobby because people cannot care for them right. So here are the following fish I feel don't belong in the aquarium hobby. Pakus. Pakus don't belong in the aquarium hobby because they get really big and they need to be kept in schools and they can crack a tank. Those are the three reasons I feel Pakus don't belong in the aquarium hobby. And they really belong in the wild. I have a lot of respect and a lot of love for Pakus. Pakus are a magnificent creature. I really do like them. And I feel bad because I kept Pakus when I was a beginner. And I even kept Pakus knowing how big they get. But I brought them to a friend who had a 300-gallon aquarium. But I'm never going to keep Pakus again because they get really big. But Pakus are a beautiful animal, but I feel that the fish store should stop selling them because they really do get really big, and unless someone has a huge pond, they're not going to be able to take care of Pakus properly. The next fish I feel that doesn't belong in the aquarium hobby would be another favorite of mine, the red-tailed catfish. Now, the red-tailed catfish gets to be about four feet in length, or even bigger than that. Who is going to be able to take care of a red-tailed catfish? Just go down to the New England Aquarium, and you're going to see a huge red-tailed catfish for yourself. I feel they don't belong in the aquarium hobby. They just get too darn big to be in the aquarium hobby. The next fish I feel doesn't belong in the aquarium hobby is the armor puma. 
I don't know why this fish is in the aquarium hobby, but it is. People are keeping Arapumas, and some fish stores are even selling Arapumas right now. Why? I don't know. But Arapumas are being sold in the aquarium hobby right now, and I feel they should not be in the aquarium hobby. Um, gars should not belong in the aquarium hobby. I'm talking about gars like the alligator gars, or the gars that get really huge, because they need a big tank. Um, so those other species of fish, I feel, that don't belong in the hobby. Pacus, gars, armapuma, and red-tailed catfish. Everything else should be fine, as long as people research them to, to see how big they, that these guys get. Iridescent sharks really don't belong in the hobby, but uh, they can be kept in a 300-gallon aquarium or bigger, but I feel they don't belong in the hobby as well. But there are many other fish that I feel don't belong in the hobby, and I'm going to do a whole entire show on that. I want to save that topic for its entire show in itself. Now moving on down to my next topic tonight, and that is why you should support your local fish store over Petco and PetSmart. Now, your local fish stores are going to be able to order any fish you want. Petco and PetSmart are not aren't going to be able to answer, uh, or excuse me, Petco or PetSmart aren't going to be able to uh, order any fish you want. Also, your local fish store is going to be able to answer any questions you have about fish, while sometimes Petco and PetSmart employees aren't well enough they don't know enough about the aquarium hobby to answer your questions. They're just there to sell fish and make a paycheck. Um, and the best thing about your local fish store is they're going to have fresh water and salt water. While Petco sells fresh water and salt water, their fish aren't always healthy. And PetSmart only sells fresh water from where I'm located. But uh, you're going to get some specialty rare fish at your fish stores. And I love my fish stores. I love going to Fish Frenzy. I love going to School of Fish, Inc. I love my local fish stores. They know me very well. They are awesome. They love me because I give them business. I think all my listeners should support their local fish stores. It's great business. Um, stay away from Walmart. Stay away from Petco. Stay away from PetSmart because sometimes they can have bad fish practices, but other times they can be good. My Petco is pretty good, but I still support my local fish store. And I'm going to have a whole show on that as well on why you should support your local fish store coming up here on the aquatic wetline. All right, and the last discussion I have for you tonight here on the aquatic wetline is I once, I once again want to say I think all fish keepers should enjoy the hobby. Don't worry about what other people think of you in the fish keeping hobby. Some people might think that you keep too many fish in an aquarium. Some people might think you might keep the wrong fish together or whatever. Don't care about what people think of you in the fishkeeping hobby. Just enjoy the hobby itself. People are going to help you, but then again, people are going to be assholes and give you crap about the fish you keep. Just ignore them. And I apologize for the language, but I'm just I'm speaking from experience. I have so many haters, it's not even funny, and for God knows what reason. They down the way I keep my fish. They down the way I do my podcast. But I'm speaking as a motivator today. I'm motivating you guys to do better. I'm telling you guys, enjoy the hobby. Don't worry about what other people think of you 
or what other people think about your fishkeeping abilities or your fishkeeping hobby. Just enjoy it. I want you guys to enjoy this hobby, okay? Um, you're going to have good people. I have plenty of good people. I have a lot of supporters. But then again, I've got a lot of negative people. I've got a lot of bad people who don't support what I do in the aquarium hobby, and that's fine. Because in every hobby, you're going to have good and bad people. But I'm telling you, stay away from the bad people. Don't even respond to their comments. Don't respond to anything they tell you. Just focus on the good people and enjoy the hobby. And do the hobby for yourself. Just do what is true to you. Enjoy the hobby. And I figured I'd tell you guys here on the Aquatic Wetlines that so you guys can really enjoy the hobby. All right. And this is a great show tonight. I had fun on today's show. You know, the Aquatic Wetline is like medicine for me because, as I told you guys earlier in the show, I broke my foot last week in an injury at the, at the gym, and I injured my knees. So um, this is like my medicine. Last night's show was so good that it made me feel excited the rest of the night, and tonight's show is pretty good. All right, well, we're going to take our final commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to have the news for the Aquatic Wetline coming up next. So up next, we're going to have the news for the Aquatic Wetline, and we're going to wrap up today's show. Now you can call in with any question you've got or tweet me, but we're going to take our final commercial break, and we're going to hear one more song during this commercial break, and this song is called Eminem, or it's by Eminem, and it's called... Um, oh, my God, I forgot the name of the song already. Let me go look it up real quick. Um, the name of the song is Lose Yourself by Eminem. But I'll introduce the name of the song before I play it. But let's take our final commercial break right now, folks. Do you own a local fish store in your area? Do you own an online aquarium shop? Well, contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com and get yourself a radio commercial advertising your business. The Aquatic Wetline is heard by over 200 people for each episode, so get your name out there. Please contact Aquatic Wetline at Outlook.com so we can advertise your business. We advertise fish stores, aquarium shops, YouTube channels, and anything in the freshwater and saltwater fishkeeping hobby. So if you're interested in advertising your business, Please contact us, AquaticWetline at Outlook.com, and we will prepare you with an awesome commercial for this show. Aquatic Wetline is now on iTunes. You can download any of our archived episodes on iTunes. You can listen to any of our past episodes on your ride to work or your long ride on vacation. Simply go to the podcast section of iTunes and search for Aquatic Wetline to find us. Enjoy. Would you like to be a the aquatic wetline? The aquatic wetline is now available to be listened to on Stitcher Radio. You can now listen to the aquatic wetline on your smartphone or tablet. 
like to be a guest on the Fish Keepers United series. This series has become very successful after our first four episodes. I love interviewing fish keepers. So, if you're a fish keeper and you're interested in asking Aqua Alex questions, and you're interested in Aqua Alex asking you questions, Please contact Aqua Alex so you can be booked on the Fish Keepers United series. Contact Aqua Alex at AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. That's AquaticWetline at Outlook.com. Or you can message him on his personal Facebook account, Aqua Alex Cardinelli on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you on Fish Keepers United. Would you like your topical fish question answered live on our Fish Keepers United question and answer? Then send all of your topical fish questions to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. You can ask any freshwater or saltwater questions you have. We look forward to answering your questions. So submit them to aquaticwetline at outlook.com. No question is too dumb. We'll answer them all. So send them in right now. Are you ready for the aquatic wetline to make history? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Well then, join us on Saturday, March 21st, 2015 at 8 p.m. Eastern as the Aquatic Wetline will be celebrating its 150th episode. We're going to celebrate our 150th episode with some prizes in each hour. We're going to have a two-hour extravaganza with prizes for all you, the listeners. Hikari is sponsoring the first half of the show, and I'm sponsoring the second half of the show. There is prizes for everyone, so make sure you call in to win yourself a prize on Saturday, March 21st, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Also, on our 150th episode, we're going to have a blast from the past, and I'm going to make a very special announcement that's going to shake Blog Talk Radio to its foundation. So join us live for our 150th episode on Saturday, March 21st, for prizes, special announcement, and a very special guest. Live March 21st is our 150th episode, so be there. Be there as the Aquatic Wetline make it big time. Live Saturday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern for our 150th episode. And 
And I apologize for the uh, technical issues during our commercial break. But anyways, we're going to hear our last song on tonight's show. And this next song is performed by another one of my favorite rappers named Eminem. And the name of this song is Lose Yourself, one of my favorite songs ever. It's so hard, and it's getting even harder. 
Now, over the next two episodes, I'm not going to mention our 150th episode anymore, other than our commercial that we've got. But uh, as time wears down, I'll keep reminding you guys of it. Okay, my next announcement that I have for you is I've got a guest coming on this Saturday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, and this guest is very famous on Blog Talk Radio. His name is Beasley Brown, and he is a fish keeper. So we're going to have a famous fish keeper here on uh, Blog Talk Radio on the Aquatic Wetline, and Beasley is going to be our seventh guest on Fish Keepers United. So join us live this Saturday, March 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Fish Keepers United, Beasley Brown at 8 p.m. Eastern. I look forward to that. All right, so that's going to be our next guest, and it's probably going to be our last guest until our 150th episode. Yep, looking at my schedule, it's our last guest until our 150th episode, because William T. Hannah Protiscus is our co-host, and uh, Jeff is a co-host, too, so they don't count as guests. But on our schedule, um, Beefy Brown is our last guest until our 150th episode. And the last announcement I've got for you is the complete schedule up until our 150th episode. I know a lot of you guys have been asking me, what does my schedule look like until our 150th episode? So I'm going to go ahead and give it to you so you guys can be prepared and mark your calendars and such. All right, Tuesday, March 3rd, it's going to be a night off for the Aquatic Wet Line. So there's no show on Tuesday, March 3rd. Wednesday, March 4th, is going to be our 138th episode at 8 p.m. Eastern. And William T., Discus Man William T., Hannah Pro Discus, will be co-hosting that show. And we'll be talking about aquarium equipment and filters Wednesday, March 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thursday, March 5th, is going to be a day off for the Aquatic Wetline. Friday, March 6th, is going to be a day off for the Aquatic Wetline. Saturday, March 7th, is going to be our 139th episode, and we're going to have Fish Keepers United with Beasley Brown. Sunday, March 8th, is going to be our 140th episode, and we're going to talk about sun catfish on Sunday, March, March 8th. Monday, March 9th, is going to be our day off. Tuesday, March 10th, is going to be our 141st episode, and we're doing a show on the best fish for beginners. Wednesday, March 11th, is going to be our 142nd episode. It's going to be on fish food. Thursday, March 12th, is going to be our 143rd episode, and it's going to be our next episode of Oscar's Cichlid Keeper's Hour, and it'll be on the history of Oscars. Friday, March 13th, is going to be a day off. Saturday, March 14th, is going to be our 144th episode, and it's going to be on Life in the Amazon on Dolphins. Sunday, March 15th, is going to be our 145th episode, and it's going to be on Green Phantom Plecos. Monday, March 16th, is going to be our 146th episode. It's going to be a show with my co-host, Oscar, me, and Jeff. And Jeff is going to talk about um, clown loaches with me. Monday, March 16th, is going to be our 147th, or excuse me, Monday, March 16th, is going to be the show with Jeff. So Tuesday, March 17th, is going to be our 147th episode, Bad Fish for Beginners. Wednesday, March 18th, episode 148 is going to be Monster Fish versus Feeder Fish with William T. We, you guys know we did one on Aquatic Euphoria, but now we're going to do one on Aquatic Wetline. Thursday, March 19th, episode 149 is going to be our 
50th episode replay. I'm going to replay our 50th episode, which is our only episode right now to date that has prizes. So I'm going to play the 50th episode one more time. For those of you who have not listened to it yet, you're going to be able to hear the 50th episode in its entirety right here on the Aquatic Wetline on March 19th. That is perhaps the uh, best episode I have for you in regards to that nature because our 50th episode had prizes and some wonderful callers. And then, of course, Saturday, March 21st is going to be our 150th episode. All righty? So that's all of our news for the month of March. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Aquatic Wetline. Thank you so much for listening to this month's Q&A. What will happen in the month of April? Will there be a Q&A in April? Well, you guys stick around to find out. I will let you guys know on our 150th episode. Thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Aquatic Wetlines Fish Keepers Q&A. Have a great rest of your month. Have a great rest of, eight of March, and we'll see you in April for our Q&A. Make sure you tune into our 150th episode on March 21st. I'm Oscar Alex, and thank you for listening to the Aquatic Wetline tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Good night, everyone, and we'll see you in April for our Q&A. But don't miss our 150th episode on March 21st. Goodbye, everyone. Tank on. Thank you for listening to Aquatic Wetline, your one-stop podcast for everything aquarium. Aqua Alex wants to thank you for listening. Return next time for a fun-filled episode. Please check us out on iTunes. Leave a good review if you enjoyed it. And like our fan page on Facebook called Aquatic Wetline Podcast. And join our fan group called Aquatic Wetline Radio Fan Group on Facebook. Until next time, goodbye fish keepers. Hang on.